discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. And on today's episode, we have an extremely special guest. Of course, we talk a lot about retirement on this show. It is the Ready for Retirement podcast. And I thought, who better than to have on the show than Ari Taubleib? Ari is a very, very close associate and partner of mine. He works with me at Root Financial Partners, where not only do we talk about retirement, but we actually implement retirement and implement retirement planning strategies. So on today's episode, I am delighted to have as my guest, Ari Taubleib. Welcome to the show, Ari. Thank, thank you very much, James. That was very kind, and it is truly my pleasure to be here. Well, happy to do so, and I'm excited to have you on the show because, as you know, we work very closely together. This show is not hypothetical. This show is very practical. This is kind of hands-on. This is what we've learned in the trenches. This is what works for clients, and what we're doing is we're helping people retire. Now, there's a lot to that word retire. And it means different things mm-hmm. to different people, it has different connotations. Let's start with this. When, when you think of retirement, what is it that you think of when you hear that word? It's a great point because people think of retirement and they it almost has a, a negative connotation of it's over. And I want to reframe the way people think about it and really invite them to view it as not retirement as, oh, this daunting new world we're going into, but almost this hey, instead of retirement, but when are you financially independent? Maybe you love work and you want to keep doing it, maybe in a part-time capacity. Great. Maybe you said, you know what? I've been working 30, 40 years and I've had enough. I want to spend time with grandchildren. I want to travel. To me, instead of retirement, I like to really use the word of when are you financially free? When are you in a position where you can now do whatever you want and money is, is not secondary, but and you talk about this often through the podcast, which I think is so important, is retirement is the goal. But when we look at what really does retirement mean, it's really independence. It's freedom. And those are the words I think of when I hear retirement. Absolutely. Uh, True wealth, true sense of retirement. It's that. It's freedom. It's that freedom to pursue what you actually want to do, which can absolutely mean work if you love work as we're talking about we we have people many cases who who could retire but we say look you the 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 reframing of financial independence and work optional is such a better way of looking at it um, as opposed to the sense of go sit on the couch and play golf five times a week that's not necessarily what we're looking at now what i i like and, and now by the way ari has his own podcast it is the early retirement podcast and so if you have not already done so check it out it's a very good podcast uh, early retirement podcast with weekly episodes, also a YouTube channel. The, so it can be found under Ari's name, Ari Taubleib, early retirement. So check out those resources. But one of the things that you focus on, we focus on, I should really say, isn't just mm-hmm. retirement. And we're going to use that word because that's what society uses. But really, there's a different way that we think about it. It's not just how do you retire, but it's what if you want early retirement or non-traditional retirement. And as you know, there are different things that you're going to have to do if you want to retire early versus if you want the the so-called, quote unquote, traditional retirement. There certainly are. And 
just to build onto that, when I think of when are you in a position to retire early, there's, of course, the financial answer. There's the, okay, how much do you have in investments? What are some assumptions that we can look at in terms of growth? There's Social Security. Maybe you have a pension, but there's also the non-financial side. And, and when we're speaking with clients, James, I love that you bring up You'll say, you know, someone might be in their early 50s or early 60s and you say, hey, I want you to almost close your eyes and what imagine what does retirement look like today? Pretend you are retired right now. What are you doing? And, and you can see people they go, you know, they've thought about it, but they haven't really thought about it where they said, "Whoa, what does it really look like? And, and so I think that's just so important to bring up. Absolutely. And let's touch upon that a little bit more, because what we're going to do in today's episode mm -hmm. is really unpack four things that you need to be in a position to do if you want to at least have the option of early retirement. And point number one, kind of tying into that, is is what? What is the first thing that you really need to be in a position to do if you want to be able to retire early? Mm -hmm. So point number one is, are you ready to retire both financially and emotionally? And, and one of the things, and this was in a prior episode, is you might have heard of a, a Monte Carlo analysis, which just is a way of looking at, hey, what's the probability that you can retire? And it might shoot out a number and it might say 90%. And one of the things we talk about is if you were getting on an airplane and you had a 90% chance of, of succeeding and, and really landing, you might not want to get on that airplane. And so what we look at as planners is the one risk that most people are very aware of is the risk that they run out of money something none of us want to ever have to experience. But there's this other risk that's really focused on so much less. And it's the risk that you forego some of the best years of your life just because you haven't gone through the planning process. What if you could retire today? How would you feel if you could retire and start to spend time with grandchildren, start to travel, start to do some of the things while you have your health and your energy? And if not, great but you can at least understand where you are in relation to actually achieving your goals. And so to start, we like to ask the questions of, imagine you're retired today. What does it look like? Um, the last thing we want to happen is that you retire and you're not fully enjoying it because you're worrying about money. You talk about this all the time, and I, I just want to harp on it, which is it, it's not money that's the end goal. It's what can we let this money create for us? So almost how can we align our money with what's most important to us. Yep. Yeah. Love that. There's, there is such a focus on what are your income sources? How much do you have in assets? What's your probability of success? And those are all very important things, but they draw our attention very, it's, it's very strongly to the financial side of it. And the financial side of it is a very important side of it. That's no secret, but what's <laughs> ignored is what do you want to do? What do you want retirement to look like? What does a successful outcome look like for you? And when the two of us are working with clients, there's this very strong sense of that's where we're starting before we talk about the numbers and income sources and expenses. But that stuff is, is that comes together once you have a very keen understanding of what does a successful life look like for you and how do you use money as a tool to accomplish that as opposed to money being the be all end all that's driving the retirement decisions. So I love that. So step number one, what I'm hearing you say is envision your ideal life, especially if you're going to retire early and you maybe have another 5, 10, 15 years of retirement than the, the traditional person, you really mm -hmm. want to make sure 
you have a clear sense of what success looks like. So you don't retire and then have that sense of letdown. Uh, but this isn't what I yes. thought it would be. This isn't uh, going the way I kind of vaguely imagined it would go in my mind. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's point number one. Wonderful. Point number so let's two, say I'm there. Let's say, yeah. okay, all right, yeah. I'm, I want to retire. I've, I'm, I've imagined it. <laughs> I'm going to do all these cool things. I'm traveling. I'm spending time with family. I'm spending time with friends. Where do I go next? Where you go next is what's it going to cost? Because the last thing we want to have happen is you retire and you just have no idea what you want to spend. So now that you've envisioned retirement, you're traveling or spending time with grandchildren or, or maybe you're volunteering. Well, the next step is to determine your monthly expenses. Now, you might be hearing that um, and you might be saying to yourself, all right, I have no idea what I'm going to spend, especially the, the early years of retirement. Maybe that's going to cost a whole lot more while I am traveling more. And, and maybe the latter years, what if there's healthcare expenses? Do expenses go up? And so this is less about, you know, what's the exact number, but more to start thinking about it and saying, not just what number, you know, some people will say, I'd love to have $5,000 a month, or I'd love to have $10,000 a month to be able to spend in retirement. And on the back end, we're calculating, of course, adjusted for inflation and after taxes. And that's what we're doing on the back end. But we don't just want to know what's your retirement monthly expense number. We want to know what's the number you're really excited about. Because if you said $5,000 a month was the number that, that let me just put food on the table and, and, and really got the basic core expenses covered, we'd say good, it's a good starting place. But what number would you really be excited about? And when people go through our process, we're really asking them to dream. We're saying, what does it look like? Because let's understand what's realistic. What does international travel cost? What does it cost if, if you really want to fund children's education goals? So understanding all of the different expenses and less about having to, to feel the pressure of saying, hey, what is that exact number? But really to invite that conversation to start thinking about what would excite you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the reason we make this number two is if you just say, well, what's it going to cost to retire? That's, that's a difficult place to start. <laughs> but if you know, here's what I want to do in retirement and you know, okay, here's what an average day looks like or an average week looks like or an average month looks like, or the activities you want to be. Once you start there, then you can much, I mean, you have much easier time of pricing that out. Okay. I know what that costs, at least in today's dollars. And like you said, well, just for taxes and inflation. And I know what that costs. And I have a general sense of what travel might cost. But once you start building those foundations of here's my vision for the future, what's that going to cost? And you just start building things on top of each other. You're going to have a much better time. So you're not kind of guessing, but just throwing something out there in the dark and having no real idea. Another thing we'll talk about with people is if you're retiring early, there are some expenses that you might have to budget in that someone who's, say, retiring at 65 might not have to. Talk to us a little bit about that. It's a great point. Let's say you do want to retire early. You say, Ari, this is amazing. I want to be financially free earlier. Well, what that looks like is what if there's a mortgage? Let's say you're going into retirement with a mortgage. Well, that's that's a, another consideration that we certainly want to be aware of because this is one of those expenses that might be there in the early years of retirement and might no longer be there in the latter years of retirement. So just taking a basic example, let's say that you had a mortgage and you're you're spending, just call it $30,000 a year, just going towards the mortgage. Well, now if we said, you know what, $30,000 a year, call it 
you're just, let's just say you're 50 today and you said, yes, I've got a plan. I'm on track to retire and I want to go ahead and do it. We'd say, great, but is that a number we're going to plan on throughout retirement? Because if not, well, then we're not looking at the picture extremely clearly. And so we want to look at that and say, well, there's the mortgage, which maybe that's going to be a way by call it age 65. But then there's Social Security. How does retiring earlier or being in a position to be financially free earlier change the way you should take Social Security? How does that change when the pension comes in? How does that change your investment strategy? And all of that is just really one piece of it. There's the tax piece. There's the, okay, if we're implementing Roth conversions, how does that play a role? And then the big one, which I'll get into in, in a little bit in more detail, but want to touch on here is that if you're retiring at age 50 and it's not going down the, the normal, that, that traditional retirement path in terms of expenses, you're no longer just assuming at age 50, you stopped working. You're no longer contributing to a 401k or a 403b. And so your paycheck today may not need to be fully replaced because there's some things that you're contributing to today that might not longer be there. So it's all of these moving pieces when it comes to expenses, it's overwhelming. And people often say, hey, I don't even know where to start. And so they don't take action. And that's the last thing that we wanna have happen is be in a place, at least understand where you are in relation to what you're hoping to accomplish. Absolutely. And, and you hit on a really key point of when it gets too confusing and too overwhelming, people don't take action. And so with this, you know, as we're, something is better than nothing. A wild guess is better than nothing. But the more and more clear that can become, the better off you're going to be because really retirement planning is all about how do you maintain the standard of living for the rest of your life. And the closer you can get to an accurate sense of what that standard of living actually costs, the better off you're going to be. But recognize it's not as simple as saying, I want 4,000 per month through retirement or 8,000 per month or 15,000 per month. That fluctuates. Like you say, if you're retiring with a mortgage, maybe it starts higher, but then it drops when the mortgage is paid off. Or if you retire before 65 and don't have Medicare, you may have healthcare expenses and then those drop off. So having this sense, and you know, we talk about the the go-go years, you talk about the spending more up front and there's more stuff going on, and then there's just you don't necessarily do those same things all the way throughout retirement. But having a place to start is so important. Having a general sense is going to get you way further than feeling like you need to be super precise with everything, but then you end up giving up because it's just too difficult to actually plan for every little thing that could happen. Yes, yes, exactly. Awesome. And and mm-hmm. So with that, so I, I, I've got a vision and is there anything else you want to add to that or is that it? Just wanted to add, I, I love the visual of the retirement smile. You People can really illustrate, yes. okay, yes, maybe I am spending more in the early years. And, and Michael Stein talks about this in The Prosperous Retirement, The Guide to the New Reality. And I just love that visual. So adding on to the go-go years and the slow-go years and the, the no-go years and these terms that really help us understand, okay, yes, I can see it. And what we can promise is that no one gets it right. The point of this is not to get it right to the to the degree of, okay, I'm going to spend X amount in the first 10 years and little less, and then all of a sudden spend more. It's just to start to understand and, and really provide a little clarity around how should I even start thinking about spending in retirement? Yep, absolutely. Especially, not to beat a dead <laughs> horse here, but if you're going to retire yeah. early, those go-go years and the slow-go years and the no-go years is kind of talking about, hey, if you retire in your 60s, you've got a few years of maybe longer 
travel and energy and health and you're doing a lot and then you're tearing it down and then tearing it down again. But if you're retiring at 50, 55, you may have several years of the go-go years. You may have a long horizon where you're funding the more adventurous, but also more expensive parts of your plan that would really uh, bring that fulfillment. So exactly. There is that retirement smile where things tend to start high and then dip in the middle of retirement and then go back up as healthcare uh, tends to increase later in life. But early retirement, that smile, there's a, it kind of starts much higher and stays higher for some time before that smile really starts to kick in. So let's Love do this. That. So we we've ha- we visualize success. I know exactly what I want to do, or at least have a general sense of here's what I think I want uh, retirement to look like. I've boiled down my expense. I've at least have a, a rough estimate of what it's going to cost. Where do I go next with all that? Now that you're retiring early, where is income going to come from? It's one of the biggest questions that that people really ask themselves, even if they're not retiring early, they're saying, where will income come from? It's even a bigger question if you do want to retire early, if you don't want to take that traditional retirement. And where we like to start is where are your assets today? Maybe you have been working for 30 years and you go, you know what? There's some social security, but if I can't even start drawing that until age 62, well, then we need to have a conversation. If we're not pulling from social security, are we pulling from our investments? But let's assume that you're age 50, taking the example earlier. Well, assuming that you're not with an employer and you're not going to use the the rule of 55, which you've heard about in, in a previous episode, and you say, you know what, I'm not 59 and a half either, so I can't start withdrawing from my retirement accounts without paying any excess penalties. Um, Well, where is income going to come from? That's the main question. People are going, how am I going to live off of these funds? And so we start to work through. We say, is there a gap fund available? A brokerage account, an after-tax account, a taxable account, all the same title. Um, They're just phrased differently in the financial industry. And that's where we want to start. Where is income going to come from? And so the real question to ask ourselves is, should I be contributing to my retirement accounts? Should I be contributing to a brokerage account? What makes most sense? And as always, it depends on your situation. And that's where we start to look at is at what point should we start to understand where we're going to withdraw our income? Yep, absolutely. Uh, That's one of the key differences with early retirement versus traditional retirement is traditionally and, and traditional people typically think of 65. There is no traditional retirement. That's just kind of what most people would assume a normal retirement age is. But at that time, you have social security. You might be eligible for a pension. There's some income sources that can just turn on as soon as you retire. But if you're 50, which is the example we keep using, that doesn't exist. Um, there are some professions where you might have a pension at 50. If you're a firefighter, for example, or in law enforcement, and you have a government pension that starts that early. But if not, where is income going to come from? Well, if all of your money is in an IRA or some qualified retirement plan, There are some strategies to access that money earlier if needed, but you have to be mindful of penalties and you have to be mindful of tax implications of doing some of that. So you're exactly right. If you want to retire early, really you start planning for that well before you actually retire because it's not just how much have you saved, it's what types of accounts have you saved that money to? Where are your investments held and is that money available for withdrawal when you need it? Um, Yes. Awesome. Anything else on that point there? Yes, there is one big thing, which is that it's not, if you are married and you're looking at this, it's not fully 
on one spouse. This is a, a decision that stems from a conversation. So an, a, a conversation that needs to be had is will one spouse keep working until the other is ready? Which brings us back to point number one, which is if you envision your dream retirement is traveling around the world, is your spouse also planning on joining you? Is she going to retire? Is one spouse going to work part time for a number of years? And more often than not, people view part-time work as not as much of an impact in terms of overall retirement, and it can play a significant impact, even if it's less income than you are making before, just assuming, just with a basic example, that you you are making $100,000 per year. If you're now bringing in, call it thirty dollars or $40,000 per year, that's less income that needs to be generated from your portfolio, meaning it's less pressure on the portfolio, allowing it to continue and grow. And so it's a conversation. If you're married saying in terms of the income as a whole, do we need to fully generate that from whether it be just the investments or is there some other income even to a lesser degree that can help supplement that? So as we're looking at that, that there's so many really views that we want to make sure we're considering. And there's the, the early penalty decision. There's the income from the investments there's the how does that impact tax planning um there's so many different ways to look at this but often overlooked is exactly that what you alluded to earlier which is where is income going to come from and what are the main things we need to look at when considering that yep that is the goal is where is income going to come from to meet the expenses that you're going to have in a nutshell that's kind of the essence of what retirement planning is Obviously, there's more to it, but aligning income with expenses and ensuring that income lasts uh, at least as long as you do. So you're not outliving your income in <laughs> retirement. So that, very good. So we have our income. We know what our expenses are. Um, what else? There has to be more to it than just that. Are there other considerations as well? There certainly is. And this could probably be a, a four hour podcast, but I think no one would want to listen to that um, for that long. <laughs> All right, then we're here. Um, so the the number four in terms of the, the four tips so that you can understand if you are in a position to retire early, point number four is really that it's what else? What are the additional considerations that I need to be looking at when wanting to retire early? And number one is what's your asset allocation? If we're going through some retirement projections and we're showing that you are on track to make sure that assuming you want to live till, till age 90 or beyond, well, you need your portfolio. You need enough income from either social security or pension with everything to last you 40 plus years. Well, how are you invested? What are the growth rates we're assuming going into that? What is the inflation rate that we are assuming going into that? So step number one is, is asset allocation. And, and there's a few other steps there, but I know, James, you're so eloquent in the way you speak about that. And especially with investments, you know, what can we reasonably rely on? It is such an important assumption in whether we're choosing 6%, 7%, 8%, whatever it is, is going to play a significant role in that plan. Absolutely. And again, the, the earlier you retire, a lot of retirement withdrawal literature and studies that say, how much can we take from our portfolio to ensure it doesn't outlive us? That's kind of based upon a normal retirement age of sometime in your 60s, typically. The earlier you retire, the longer you need that money to last, the longer you need that money to last, the more that's going to drive the way you're invested, how much withdrawals you can take from that portfolio. 
So it all these little things start to change as your plan changes. And I think probably the theme of this could just be your strategy needs to be unique to what you're doing. There's not just a rule of thumb that every single person can apply regardless of their retirement ages and uh, income levels and expenses and earnings history. It's so much that needs to be looked at here. So much. And the what's often we find just overlooked is what about legacy goals? How does that change? And if you don't have any strong legacy goals and you say, you know what, there aren't heirs in mind or charities in mind that, that, and of course that can change, but if that's what you're going into retirement with, how does that impact how much you can spend? What about life expectancy? It's not often a fun conversation, but it's, it's one that we, we need to have with clients, which is what does health look like in the family? If you say, you know what, uh, you know, not always fun to talk about, but like I said, it's something that, that we feel the obligation to bring up. But based off of health history, if you don't want to plan on age 90, how does that impact the plan if we're not planning for maybe 40 plus years of income? And then on top of that, like you alluded to, what medical options exist if you do want to retire before age 65? Is a spouse still working? Are you having coverage from them or are we going out on the market? So, so many things to consider. And so that, that number four is that, that what else should we be looking at? Yeah. And that what else, as you mentioned, is a very long list, but to, to <laughs> kind of get to the core things of what do you need to know, um, we want to start with what are the priorities? How do you first look at this? But yes, the earlier you retire, it's going to change how you're assets are allocated. It's going to change what we call your tax planning window of that time between retirement and when required minimum distributions kick in or when social security kicks in, where a tremendous amount of tax opportunity uh, lies. How does health insurance coverage, how does life expectancy, all of these things really start, start to tie in to make sure that um, every aspect of your plan is accounted for. But I think this is a really good framework of one retire early, wonderful. Going back to the very beginning, retirement isn't just sit around and do nothing, but it's about how do you best pursue what's most important to you. The earlier you can do that, theoretically, the better. Because if how do you pursue what's important to you means continuing to stay on in the job that you have, well, wonderful. But at least money is not the reason, the only reason that you're there anymore. And as you start to unpack these different steps to say, what do I need to do to make that a reality? You start to get an understanding of the things in your own life or your own financial plan that, that need to be looked at to take care of this. So this is this is great, Ari. Anything else that you would add, or does that about cover it? The only last thing I'd love to add is you talk about maximizing quality of life, and that's what we want to make sure we're always thinking about. Of course, we want to maximize our investments. Of course, we want to make sure we're not paying a dime more in taxes than we need to. But as we're looking at insurance and estate planning and, and everything, it often is overwhelming, and so we invite people to think about you know what. Do you want in your life which is a, a a very broad question and and we often start with how are you feeling how, are you sleeping well because if you're not sleeping well because of your investments or because of taxes or anything then we are missing the boat here the point here is how can we maximize quality of life and how can we use our money to do it yep love it i think that i think that is a great way to end of sometimes return on investment and return on life are in contradiction to each other and how do you prioritize those and how do you balance those and uh, having the framework to do so is really helpful so love that all right one more time uh, just let listeners know where they can find you 
Yes, of course. Early Retirement Podcast, that is on um, wherever you do podcast, and then I am on YouTube as well. I know sometimes seeing the visual um, can be nice, and so putting more content and more ideas are going up on there. So exciting stuff here at Root Financial Partners, and I really appreciate James once again having me on. Awesome. All right. Thanks for being on, and we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer in a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question where you can submit a question for me to answer in a future episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.